Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast with myself Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hello. So this is episode 31. We're getting through these episodes, aren't we, Beverly? How are you finding it all? Uh, no, I'm finding it really exciting. And I'll tell you what's great is the feedback that we're getting and some right. of the questions that we're being asked. And it's like anything. And I think this is an important message for anyone trying anything different. There's always that, oh, what if it doesn't go <laughs> right? Or are we yeah. saying the right thing or the wrong thing? Because we're very aware of, you know, we share our views and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same as everybody else's. But it's really great to be able to hear feedback and from other views as well. So people are finding it's um, greatest thing is, the message is they're not alone, they're normal. Yeah, yeah. Normal in the sphere of someone who maybe have gone through some kind of trauma or bullying, um, abuse, all of that kind of stuff, which is our lived experience. And that's what we try to bring to the table, isn't it? To try and normalise the impact so that we can heal from that impact. Absolutely. And there's been a couple of episodes where we've spoken about things such as intimacy, we've talked about pregnancy, we've talked about rage, and there were all different topics that often, you know, we're very aware about the impact, and they have actually been the biggest feedback. So if there's anybody that has a question or a topic that you'd like us to cover, please email us, and you'll always find our contact details, but it's breaking the cycle two step forward at gmail.com. And I also wanted to um, tell everybody our good news or our breaking news or our exciting news about having some guests coming on soon. Yes, that's a really great addition. So we'll still be numbering our episodes in numerical order. But when we have a guest appearance, that won't necessarily be in numerical order. That will be a special edition. So please, if you're following the episodes in numerical order, take a look at our special editions because that's when we go off track a little bit and we give you something a little bit extra. But we'll talk about more about the guests as and when they're coming on. But yes, yeah. we've got some exciting things just, happening. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to let you all know that we've got other things happening coming up and it's quite exciting. So today, episode 31, we're going to be talking about new beginnings stroke healthy habits and it's not always straightforward as we know because we always go off piece don't we with all of this but we it's gone January now um, and you might be listening to this later on in the year so it doesn't matter new beginnings and healthy habits can happen anytime so that's number one often people will do new year's resolutions or come September, leading up to Christmas, the 1st of September will be a good time for um, a New Year's resolutions type thing that they set themselves. Or 
in my business, health, wellness, fitness, it's always a Monday. I'll wait till Monday. I'll start on Monday. Yeah. But we want to just break that cycle and say any day is a good day to start something if you feel you need to do something different. So new beginnings, healthy habits. What does that conjure up for you? Well, I love what you're saying as well, because we all have these intentions and often, I don't know about you, I'll think about it and I'll think about it for a while before I implement it, Mm -hmm. but it's still in my mind. So the intention's there. So I've now learned that if it's in my mind, I write it down and I start talking about it. Okay. Because then that, if I'm looking for some support, so it may be that I'm looking for something for wellness, like if you're watching this, I've really just got my brush my hair quickly today because I've been for a gong bath. Now, I wanted to go um, to a regular gong bath because it's healthy for me. And I like that experience for quite a while. So I thought about it. Then I wrote it down. And by writing it down, I started to talk about it and ask people, oh, do you know anything? And I found one local to me and I tried it. And for me, I go once a month and I really get something from it. What's really nice is I know it's good for my wellness and it's healthy because it makes me shut my mind off. What's also good is I've learned, and this is really good following on from last week's podcast about letting go. I've learned to let go of being uber critical. So if there's a reason I can't go for one of them, okay, I accept I can't go, but I don't beat myself up now. Can you just explain to people before we move on, what is a gong bath? Good question, because it's got lots of different... I know it's a good question, because that's why I asked it. So it, it... can be um, called lots of different things, but she actually okay. calls it a gong bath. But the one I go to, she has a large gong and she has a couple of varying sizes and she has bells. She has all different containers that make different noises. So one of them is like a big old wooden sieve with a lid on it. And it's called the sea noise. And as she moves it, it's got, um, it sounds like it's got um, pebbles that are moving when the sea's brushing over it. For me, what I like is all the different noises and vibrations. And what it does for me, it takes me back to being a young child and being happy, listening to stories, you know, like Peter and the Wolf. I loved listening to that. The gong sound, when they plays that gong, not everybody likes it, but I love the resonation of that. And when I lay down, so when I go to bed, It's very easy to say, oh, when you relax, just get rid of everything from your brain. But I'm a person like, oh, I could just do this. Oh, oh. And when I'm not thinking about work, I'm like relaxing. And my relaxation is being creative. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. When I'm there listening to all these sounds, I'm listening to these sounds. I'm breathing. And what happens is you find that you don't go to sleep. I'm not saying I've never done that because I have. But you actually become so immersed in the sounds, you forget what's happening. So today we're recording this and I'm I'm not doing anything too heavy this afternoon. And I make sure I do that. 
but I feel really lifted. Energised, lighter. Yeah, 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 all those words. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I like it is for me, I can, you lay in a position on the floor how you feel comfortable. So some people mm-hmm. go in, they lay on the floor, they have their arms open and everything, and that's fine. For me, often, like today, I didn't. I was actually more in the fetal position on my right side because it was cold. I had my nice warm blankets with me, but that's what I felt that I needed. Lovely. Thank you for that description. And I think when you are in the present moment and you're just tuning in to sounds and vibrations, your body goes into a level of relaxation that it wouldn't normally do. So giving yourself that time um, to completely go off piste and relax. I hope that come across properly and it didn't come across like a swear word. Um, you go off piece and you completely relax it is really beneficial for your health mental and physical it is as we both know that takes a learning yeah yeah and that's why I just wanted to reiterate about how you lay down because I at one time would have struggled to have just been there and be in a place where I felt that I couldn't move. Well, actually, you do have the choice to get up and move off quietly if you're uncomfortable. And it's about, with anything, it's about finding the right person so that you have a place of safety. Yeah. So I know I enjoy that now, but at one time years ago, I couldn't have done that. What, lay there for an hour doing nothing? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm allow, I allow myself now to release the trauma because I can feel it in my body and the tension. Yeah. What about you, Chris? How do you do with laying still? Um, yeah, because obviously people know and you're aware that I teach classes. So I teach from a trauma-informed perspective, especially Pilates. And if I have a class of survivors, for example, when I'm running my course, um, you really notice the difference between a class of survivors and a class of um, community members. Um, Community members are are usually just tend to just get on with what you say. And it doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't really trigger anybody. But when you've got a group of survivors, including myself, I've I've been here in a group myself, um, even just saying, bend your knees, You know, if you're doing an adductor stretch, for example, in a community class, I would say just take your knees out to the side, let your inner thighs relax um, and we'll do some breathing and we're trying to just improve flexibility and we're just trying to get that lovely stretch going on the inside thigh. That can be a massive trigger for a survivor because of what they may have gone through. So this is the difference between trauma-informed and not trauma-informed as well and knowing the group of people that you have in front of you. And also um, when the survivor had a trigger because of what I'd said, inadvertently said, um, they then got learning themselves because they then understood that actually being in a vulnerable position for them Um, even though it's a normal stretch in a normal class, in a survivor's group, it's not normal. 
um, it's not perceived by them as normal, it can become a, a massive trigger and it can really, um, well, set this particular person down a path of um, distress. So we had to sort of like, obviously ground that person, sort them out, make sure that they were okay. But because she learned from that, I learned from that, we were able then to work together to make sure that I used different words and she knew that she wasn't gonna come to any harm because it was a safe space. So it's really interesting all of this, um, you know, oh, just lay down, just relax. Yes. As you said, it is a learning, especially for those of us that have gone through trauma. And we might not know that we're going to be triggered just by laying down and just by doing what a fitness person would call, call a normal stretch. Absolutely. You know? And yes, it, it has healthy benefits, yeah. as you say, for the community. Absolutely. Understand that. But it's understanding the benefits to ourselves because, you know, at one time going into a hall and laying down and allowing myself to switch off so that I could go into this state of unconsciousness. Yeah. You know, if anybody moved, I would have heard them. Now, two ladies yes. came in during the session. I didn't even know they were there till the end. Yeah, yeah. Now, that never would have happened years no, ago. No, but that's because you feel safe, though, because you've been in that environment a few times. You know what to expect. You know yes. you're safe. So you're able to do that. Yeah, and, and it's lovely to know that I can do something healthy. And that's what we're yes. talking about, because we are. it may say it's healthy, but it's understanding, hold on what's right for me as well and being able to acknowledge our body and acknowledge like your lady she became triggered with that but she's working with you and yeah. she's making her own steps in her way yeah absolutely and that makes yeah. that's huge difference what do you do for yourself that's healthy you know when we're talking about healthy things something else yeah um I I love teaching because you're in the current moment and you have to practice what you preach. You know, you have to. I I often do um, some of the session with my members and then I sort of like stand back and just narrate, um, just teach, coach. And I, I really am quite descriptive as in. I really want you to allow the throat to soften, for example. I really want you to feel, I want you to feel, I want you to feel, I want you to feel, yeah? So I really want them to get into it. And as you said, if you've got, if, you're, if, you, if you've got um, complex PTSD and that hyperarousal going on, it's really difficult for people. Um, and I've had to learn that myself. So when I first lay down in a, um, it was it was more of a relaxation class. I lay down on the floor and I'm like I'm I'm laying down. I'm rigid because I've got someone's feet above my head, and then I've got my feet above someone else's head. And literally, you're, you're stacked in like some sardines. And um and there was a, a male instructor, which is a trigger for me. Was a trigger for me. Um and uh, it's like you know, just lie down, relax, close your eyes. And I'm like, my brain's going, I ain't closing my eyes. I ain't relaxing. I want to know where you are all of the time. And I want you to, 
and it's almost defiance yes yeah <laughs> until absolutely. you understand until you understand that actually that may be good for you so just try and go and try it new beginnings healthy habits go and try something outside of your comfort zone or within your comfort zone it doesn't matter which um but just go and try it and see what it does for you and see if you can improve the experience from one week to the next you might decide actually i've tried that it's not for me i'm not going back but there's always something that we can be tuning into trying assessing the benefits to ourselves and then are we going to do more of it or actually are we going to leave it and are we going to go and do something different so that's a you're 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 saying that's a learning <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm, I, I, anyone watching this can see that we both want to talk at different times <laughs> um, but we're very polite and we we wait um but you've said something that's really key there so it may be healthy but doing what's right for you and being mm. able to tap in because that word you said at the beginning you know like feel what feel your body feel what's going on that for me at one time was a trigger where I used to disassociate from my body yeah so when I was learning to do healthy things such as pilates etc for me it was like it was thinking about what it was I was trying to get from that session so the first time first of all do I like the atmosphere of where I am how do I resonate with the teacher? Because there's nothing wrong with the teachers, but if you don't resonate with them, yeah. do I feel, are they giving me permission <clears throat> to not necessarily do exactly what everyone else is doing? <clears throat> so to be able to make a choice. Yeah. Um, then if I felt comfortable, I'd go back a second time. Yeah. And then it would only be about the third time or the fourth time that I'd start to really feel any sort of benefits. And appreciating the small amounts of benefits and growing from there. Because it's very easy for us to go, uh, no, I went to that Pilates class, didn't like it, didn't like the teacher, not going to try anything else. Same with yoga. I used to think I'm not going to go to yoga. But now I'll go to Pilates or yoga. I'll, I'll try anything now. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty, isn't it? Once you've given yourself permission to try these different things, and understand what it is that you want from it and you then feel that benefit you'll go and do more of that and you'll also try different things yeah because this is the the lovely thing about that word benefit when we physically understand the benefits because we feel the benefit so we release the serotonin that's the feeling we want more so this feeling I've got today this lightness is lovely it's so different to yesterday it's been quite busy I was aware of that and once I came to a certain time yesterday and I had to just shut off the laptop yeah because I could feel that my brain was just taken in enough and so yeah so it's as if it was in preparation for today but it's like no that's it we're going to reset tomorrow and then we can carry on. I'm not going to keep pushing, 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 yeah. which I would have done years ago. And I know there's probably some of our listeners listening, thinking, yeah, but I've got to get that done. I've got to get that done. We have, but we also need to be able to look at what's important and check in with ourselves. And that goes back to the healthy habits, doesn't it? It's about like uh, we've said throughout all of our 
podcast. It's about the balance. It's about feeling productive, but not pushing yourself to the extent that you're so busy that you don't tune in with yourself. You don't check in with yourself. Um, and we've both done that, haven't we? We've both gone always be productive, always keep going because that's a coping mechanism. But after you've had either a breakdown or a breakthrough, you have to learn different habits that are healthy in order to make sure you don't go back to a place of complete distress, overwhelm, breakdown. Um, so building the healthy habits or having those new beginnings is really, really important. Now, at the beginning of this, Bev, you were talking about um, thinking about it, talking about it before actually taking action. And that's what most of us will do. We're, we're setting intention, but we won't act on it straight away. And that's absolutely fine. Do your internal research, do your internal dialogue, do your external research and dialogue. But then at some point you do need to take action. And it's all about taking those small steps and being consistent and persistent with your habits so that you see progress. It's not about perfection. It's not about, oh, I've fallen off the wagon. Um, I've destroyed all my progress. I've done this, I've done that. Negative, negative, negative. It's not about that. We are all working progresses. We are all working progresses. Some of us think we're perfectionists and we need to be perfect. There's no such thing. You've said this multiple times. Um, but what I know about life, and I think you might probably agree with me, is that it's about the small steps. It's about the um, progression. And it's about working towards what does serve you, what you do benefit from. And if anything along the way stops serving you, becomes something that holds you back, makes you stuck, Try and change that and get rid of that so that you always have a feeling of moving forwards, but at a pace that's more balanced. Absolutely. And just going over um, something. So when you have that thought in your mind about what you want to do. So I'll share something. I, I like making juices, but I haven't been making them. You know, it's been cold, rainy, miserable. And in the summer, I find that really easy to do when it's hot and sunny. So it, my intention was like, even though it's cold, this is probably when you need the juices more. So I think about it. Then I write it down. And when I write it down, I write down, I am making a juice and I write down what type of juice is in my mind. So and what comes to mind is lemon and ginger and apple. And there's a reason why I do that, because now I'm breaking it down. But I started it with I am. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm doing it now. Then my next thing is, OK, if you're going to do it, when's the best time for you to make it? Because then it can go in your diary. Because we put all our work commitments in our diary. And if we've got children or um, parents that we're looking after or somebody that we're looking after all those commitments going in but our self-care needs to go in our diary as well so we can think about it so when it goes in the diary it's a little reminder when you're looking at what you're doing today oh yeah my juice okay I'll put it in for that time it would suit me better to make it at this time but when you go shopping is it on my list 
So can you see how by writing it down, you're actually able to start doing the practicals. One last tip is when you're writing it down, just imagine how it's gonna taste and how it makes you feel. Because then you're doing something that you know is gonna make you feel good. And I apply that to doing my tax returns and things like that. <laughs> I do now because at one time I used to, and I'm not, don't say I like really doing it. Stress you out, but yeah. I, yeah, really stress it. Whereas now I write it down, and it's been on my list for a while. But I know there isn't loads to do. But it's like, come on, now you need to make the time. Put it in yeah. your diary. Make the time. Break it down so you've got two small sessions. How are you going to feel when you've done the first lot? How are you going to do when you feel when you've done the second lot? And it's that feeling that I want to achieve. So yeah. rather than focusing on, oh, yeah, and put it off it... and put it off. Yeah, yeah. Or so, procrastination, I believe. Procrastination, self-sabotage. Yeah. Fear, yeah. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Hitting a wall. Yeah. So or, the way that you've just described that about your juice and your tax return, I use the same kind of thought process for my clients if they want to improve their fitness if they want to improve um, the way that they feel in their bodies if they want to drop some fat so whatever the goal is it is always this process of how do you want to feel at the end and put that first how do you want to feel how do you want to look um, what does fit look like for you what yeah. does um self-confidence feel and look like for you so you need to sort of like get all of those visualizations in your head and as you said writing it down to commit to it and then you sort of like work backwards well okay if that's my goal I'm going on holiday I want to get into a swimming costume just leave let's leave it at that let's not go down the weights and all the rest I just I've got this lovely swimming costume I want to fit into it I want to feel the best I can when I put that cozy on then you go right okay well what do I need to do to get there and unfortunately it takes some action and it will usually mean a change in your habits around nutrition and around movement around sleep um and around um, just making sure that you do everything in your power to take those small steps to make that progress towards that feeling of being in that swimsuit and having body confidence to do that. So, yeah, so a specific target, but trying to keep it off of the January, I need to lose weight. Yeah. Let's not go there. It's about body confidence and the feeling. And this is where it's great where we're very different as well. Because when I listen to that goal, sometimes that's when I get overwhelmed and I think, oh, now I've got to break it down. How do I do it? Yeah. So what I do, I think of the goal. This is, you know, this is what I want to feel my best. Yes. So I put it, I want to feel my best. Yeah. But then I still start doing that now. So you know that saying, it's not necessarily about the destination, it's about the journey. The journey, yeah. Because every day we live is important. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is a great time for me to sort through my wardrobe. Take mm -hmm. out the bits I really don't like yeah. and I don't want to wear, what doesn't get rid of them. And then use my wardrobe to feel the best I can 
but then as I'm losing weight see the difference in my clothes and then you can, you've made space in your wardrobe and you can put something back in as you're losing weight so it's the same end goal but yeah. for me it's a different focus because I want to yeah. feel as best as I can yeah but to feel the best as you can what plan of action do you need to take so for me it comes mm -hmm. about self-care so it, my, I go back even further so if I find I'm eating the wrong food types and hey we you know we as we, we, yeah. we were laughing you know when it's cold wet and it's miserable and you're tired and you're over emotional I walk into the kitchen and I don't want anything green and healthy I'll go for the chocolate biscuits that I don't even touch in the summer and the packet's gone so to change that for a new beginning and think no come on so when I'm in going the bathroom in the morning, I start looking in the mirror because often I'll find that I haven't been looking in the mirror. So as I'm cleaning my teeth, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm nurturing myself. I'm looking at myself. I have a bath. What's going in that bath or what am I using in the shower? Then when I, what, what did you, could you hear me hear then? the seagulls. Oh, you can hear the seagulls. Yeah. Oh, it's because I live <laughs> by the sea and I love that sound. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm getting ready, it's like, ha have I moisturised my body? And instead of thinking, oh, yeah, but I've, look at me, I've put weight on. No, actually, this is my body. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to love my body as I am today. But this is a new beginning. And we're going to make some wiser choices for ourselves that are going to make us feel better. Yes. So sugar is one of the worst things, as mm -hmm. we know, for being addictive too. And it's a... Uh, it is an addiction and you get into yeah. that cycle so now where I'm at the moment I'm being conscious of it I'm not going to stop them you know I love a bit of chocolate I love a cake I'm going to enjoy it but I've changed the timing so I have a, have something lovely after lunch and then if I eat something in the evening I think of it as being more nutritious so I can have something sweet but more nutritious but that's because I'm coming out of, at it from a different way. I'm doing it. I'm loving myself. I'm nurturing myself rather than if someone tells me I've got to go on a diet, not that you said that, but no. I've got to go, um, if I've got to restrict what I've got to do, I'm, I'm like a rebel. My teenage self really comes out. You're telling me no. Well, you know what? I'm going to do it all the more. <laughs> and, and that's a, a thing about this is the psychology behind it all um, is that, the minute you start restricting yourself, you usually want the stuff that you've restricted more and more. And it becomes so overwhelming that um, that's what usually breaks anybody's progression moving forwards because they just can't do it. So building healthy habits and having new beginnings when it comes to nutrition, it's not about cutting anything out. But what it is, as you said, it's about making better choices wiser choices and not cutting um the non-nutritional foods like cakes and chocolate which I love a chocolate um it's about understanding and keep telling yourself that it you can choose to have it but it doesn't provide any nutrition I'll caveat this Cadbury's chocolate doesn't provide you any nutrition but dark chocolate can oh yeah now you're giving so me you, a reason to go so so you can make different choices the the higher the cocoa level in chocolate um the darker the chocolate it's often more bitter as well you don't need so much of it and also it 
uh, your body can actually use the ingredients that's in it rather than um, if you eat dairy milk like I do when I eat chocolate, which is not good for you, there's really no nutrition in it whatsoever. It's just sugar and it will yeah. just spike your insulin. Um, sorry, it, would, it will spike your blood sugars and obviously insulin's released to, to take that out of the out of your body. Um, so it's just like, what is it you can do that could become a healthier habit so that you move towards your goal your new beginning whatever it is you've chosen to do for yourself because it's, sorry that's, I was going to say it's, it's those little tips that you've given mm. that are really useful and I remember when I wanted to first start juicing etc and making smoothies and I said well I don't have time to chop it all up and, and do that and somebody said oh I buy fresh fruit and I put it in the freezer or sometimes you can buy frozen fruit and I was like really and it sounds yeah. so simple and anyone listening must think oh what you didn't know that Beverly I hadn't even considered that thought about it yeah yeah so um it's like fish sometimes I like buying tins of sardines with or without tomato sauce because then I know it's a really great source of fish um, and fish oil um, which I can do at lunchtime which is simple but it's a healthier option and I feel better when I'm having it because with the sugar when we're spiking for instance we spike because we're using it to make us feel better we reach that fantastic high and then we drop Crash, baby. Absolutely. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so to, we chase that feeling that we got initially yeah. from the chocolate. And neurologically, our brain's thinking, oh, if I have chocolate, I'm going to feel as good, as good as I did and I want more. And that's where yeah. the cycle comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It's the psychology behind it all. It's fascinating. But it all depends what the individual's goal is and what steps they. Um, may have to take to get to that stated goal but for us when we're working with individuals that have gone through trauma for example if I have a client that comes to me and is obese is type 2 diabetic for example I know their nutrition has to change yeah they've probably got to a point where they can't really even have even a little bit of sugar in the future, yes, but right now, something needs to change quite drastically in order to get their health back on track if it's gone down a completely um, detoured route. Um, so it's about education, it's about awareness, but also if this um, individual who's gone through abuse and got trauma impact and they are emotionally eating, that can be such a hard habit to break because it's default it's their go-to and as you said it makes them feel good it's almost like that pain is pushed down by the pleasure they get from eating Um, but I've come across some survivors and there was one particular individual that I um, met with when I was working at psychiatric hospital and the eating disorder was so great that they literally gorged themselves on food to make themselves as fat as they could become and in her words as ugly as she could become 
because then no one would want her, no one would harm her, and that's what makes her feel safe. And she'd been doing that for years and years and years. So you can imagine this poor lady, her self-esteem, her self-confidence, her self-worth completely and utterly trashed. And it was so embedded that no matter what work was done with her psychologically, a lot of those patterns of behaviour would never be able to be turned around because of the, the picture that she'd painted for herself that I have to be like this and to be like this, this means doing this, gorging, binging, um, because that's the only way I'm going to feel safe and that's a lot to change. And absolutely and that's our survival techniques and we can't just change things overnight and that's no. a really good and you know vision to show us as much as we want we think we're sitting here talking oh yeah we can do this we can do that sometimes it really takes a lot of support yeah it takes a look at um looking underneath so looking at things that you don't think relate to your foods and we're I'm very aware of timing here because we're running right yeah. over <laughs> so we're gonna try and wrap it up yeah um but when we're thinking about what we want to change, one of the other things is what support do I need? Because yeah. as survivors, it's very easy to want to keep control. I can do yeah. this. I've got used to doing everything on my own, or I don't know how to do it. So what's the, you know, what's the use? But it is about um, finding support that's right for you, asking questions. Because yeah. there'll also be some people, and I want to mention that, that'll be listening today and they may be feeling very resistant to what they're hearing today and being triggered in a way or feel, yeah. have feelings of anger. Yeah. What do you mean? What, you know? And if you are getting those feelings, good. Acknowledge them. Write them yeah. down. Because yeah. we're not being judgmental of anyone, but no. often we're very judgmental of ourselves yes and when we are that's something we learn to embrace and then think okay I'm writing it down how I'm feeling now now I'm going to walk away and leave it and just see what comes up because that's often where the answers come from when yeah. we are resistant what is it I'm resistant to sorry if you can work things through yourself that's great but if that feeling or um resistance brings up emotions that you can't deal with on your own, that's when you need to get the support, the help, um, the expert advice and interventions um, as and when you need it. Just like this lady that I've spoken about, um, obviously ended up in psychiatric hospital under the care of psychiatrists, under the care of doctors, medication, um, and just it, probably intense therapy. Um, and I don't know the outcome for that lady, but when I was just speaking to her, what she told me she had done to herself just to feel safe from her predators was like, it was just so sad, so sad. Absolutely. And, and that's where you're seeing that no one size fits all no. as in, you know, how we look after ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But we just know, don't we? Different. Yeah. 
but we we know from where we're sitting right now that health and wellness is key to helping us recover the best way we can from the stuff that we've been through otherwise we wouldn't be doing the work that we both do do absolutely and something we always say and um, we I'm going to reiterate it now for anyone listening yes we're both in the areas of health and wellness in different ways yes we're both many years into our recovery but sometimes even though we know the tools and we're you know expert specialists in our areas we don't do it alone because we can write everything but it's only when we're able to find the words and verbalize it to somebody else that sometimes I don't know about you Chris I had this in a session last week I just came out with everything I was quite surprised quite emotional released it and then the next day I thought oh now I understand got that yep got that so it doesn't stop but that's not to be um depressive for anyone but it's to show you that we have different levels and life happens in different ways so it's about being able to check in and we also need to say is that we both as well don't fall off the wagon we choose to partake (laughs) in chocolate cakes like everybody else a bit of alcohol from time to time you know but overall I think um what is it you want to feel and how can you make yourself feel the best that you can and it might mean that it's this a b c d e those five things that you do for yourself to make yourself feel the best and have the energy and have that get up and go to do and um, whatever it is in your life that you want to achieve. So one last thing, because we really must finish. Yeah. What one thing, and I'm putting you on the spot because I haven't actually said this to you. What one thing have you been bringing into new beginnings into your life in the last couple of weeks or about to? So for me, quite quickly, I had been going off piste with my nutrition. So I've got that back on track and I just feel more natural calmness more natural energy and just feel better for doing that for myself okay what about you you? so for me um mine is well my word of the year is learning actually and that's because I'm about to start a degree but to make sure that I don't become overwhelmed I'm really looking at my lifestyle and pace, as in my diary, hence hence I mentioned my diary. And I've really had to look at, okay, how can I break this learning down into bite sizes so that I don't become overwhelmed? And I've really had to look at, so when am I working? How many clients do I work with? What way do I work with clients? Um, And balance that with, okay, when you're doing that, when will you do your study? Yeah. And then when will you have your time with your husband, your family, friends? Because that's all important. So for me, it's been very much looking at my diary. And and instead of just giving it a quick quick glance, it's like, no, invest in time in making sure that I've looked at my diary and I'm aware of timings. And planned it all for yourself. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. That is a wrap for today. I know we've got so much more to say, but we can't. We've got to finish. So it's goodbye from me and... It's goodbye from me. And remember, 
you can contact us on breakingthecycle2stepforward at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook group. You can download your podcast audio from most of the, the sites now. And also, you, if you're watching this, you're seeing it on YouTube. And pass this on to one person. Let's get yeah, this conversation wider. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. We appreciate you as ever. And we will see you in the next podcast. Or you may be listening to us on the next podcast. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Thank you.